If you ever wanted like a tell, like a poker tell on like how someone's feeling, Mike was giggling like a schoolgirl. Mike, Mike, I am. Sure. I feel Mike is bringing to the table super fandom of Cable Guy. I don't know why you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> that energy was emanating from you. All true. <laughs> See, Lamar was in the room. I was there. I witnessed it all. He ladled it up mm-hmm. like it was a soup in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess brings us right to this film. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We are Rabbit Troop Sucks. And today, we, as always, are going to be covering films. Because we are a podcast about obscure, forgotten about, and often over looked films today we're going to go back to 1996 we're going to look at ben stiller's directorial i don't know debut but maybe for films uh but it's ben stiller directing this film the cable guy 1996 and hey uh as always i'm paul and next to me is mike yo and next to mike is colin hey and jeremy yo and Lamar. It is I, Lamar. <laughs> and yes, uh, I don't know if Ben Stiller, this is his directorial debut of a film, but um, he did direct this. And I know this movie is very polarizing, um, especially at the time. This movie was pretty much hated on, on ends, and some people liked it. I myself liked it at the time. Um, the last why was time, it hated? Like, I, I mean, because it's I, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Mike's gonna, <laughs> Mike's gonna tell you. I have an idea of why it was hated. And the last time we saw Ben Stiller in all this, uh, a little Tower Heist. So that was fun. Tower Heist 2011. We used it as a Thanksgiving film. But um, I I don't know exactly how Mike is gonna frame it. But my view of why people hated this is it was Jim Carrey. I think everyone thought this was going to be a bananas Ace Ventura st- styled film. It's going to be zany. It's going to be over the top. Oh my God, what's going to happen? And this movie, for me, is a dark comedy. Um, it is a dark comedy. Yeah, it's about a stalker straight up uh, thrown into a world of somewhat witty banter and witty situations here and there. But at the core, this movie's bananas. Jim Carrey, I think, does a great job at what he does here. Uh, but I think people really thought this movie would be something different. The one note I do want to highlight, I've said this numerous times, I'm really glad Jeremy is here. Going back in time, 1996. So I've seen this movie many times. And if a lot of you are like, wow, why this movie especially? is because back when, when cable would offer films that you could rent for cash money by calling phone numbers and Damn. giving credit cards. Wow. Uh, it, it'd be like at time it'd be like if you want this movie fourteen dollars but it's like starts yeah. at nine but you gotta call us yeah oh my god yeah I'm glad we're on that list yeah jeez so I remember our cable company I don't know maybe it was just like some promo to do it gave us like a free movie rental like whatever it was is like this movie will be free this is what you spend it on I mean movie uh, rental there was like three choices and I was like heck yeah like I'm gonna do this. And uh, my mom's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, you can use it for this. And I, of course, threw in a blank VHS tape and recorded it. So I now had a copy of The Cable Guy. And it is a copy of The Cable Guy that Jeremy had watched with me on numerous occasions. 
that just later in life we would watch this movie for God knows why. Um, <laughs> Paul, you're committing felonies at such a young age. I know, but Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy has an accomplice uh, sharing in on it. That for whatever reason we would just watch the Cable Guy, and I'm gonna throw this out. I moved with that copy. Lamar also watched that VHS wow. copy with me. Nice. Wow. Boom. We all have memories of the specific scan <laughs> lines of VHS into yeah. <laughs> the movies we that we watched. That specific recording, I like it. Yeah, long, long lost us somewhere. But now, I mean, hey, I officially own this movie, uh, and we just watched it by streaming the copy that I own through iTunes. So. It's ben not Stiller's like... first movie was Reality Bites. Yeah, there we oh, go. Oh, wow. He directed Predates it? Predates it by, yes. what, wow. a year or two? Two years, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Same here. I would, <laughs> I have. Um, I would love to uh, hear what you guys think. Super boring, like this movie. Yeah, I was about to say, is it reviewable? Uh, is it, uh, if, if, if Mike doesn't like this movie, I have <laughs> no idea what Mike's going to pull from Reality Bites. Ben Stiller, I find just. He's all right, a director, a I like actor, Zuma, all right. I, I like mean, yeah, he knows his humor. If you're in down for his humor, it's fine. I liked every scene that Ben Stiller was in in this movie. Well, you can't, <laughs> rain, you can't when Good you call. when you get Jim Carrey into a movie, like Jim Carrey's gonna do what Jim Carrey wants to do. If like you, you get, don't like rein him in. If you get and Jim, like Car- to be honest, like Jim. Car- so this movie, I mean, ideally is about a kid that grows up without a parent and the babysitter or his t- the tv is his babysitter he becomes a psychotic stalker and tries to kill somebody's girlfriend like that all is true but jim carrey is going to be like i'm going to make that c- scenario funny yeah and i think that's why this movie is polarizing well, let me jump into that summary a designer makes a grievous a grievous mistake when he rejects the friendship of a borderline cable guy, which I guess is kind borderline of, cable guy. He, he does install <laughs> cable here and there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh, there's a lot to be said about this film. You know, the more you was cable those... really that unsecure during the '90s. Like cable television, like you just fucking go up it's, in a tree somewhere and like now. you got free cable. <laughs> like, what do you mean, just like? What that does shows like whatever. He, was, and... he wasn't. He doesn't really work for the cable company, but he gave free cable to every like Tom, yeah. Dick, and Harry in mm-hmm. town. You he's know, clearly yeah. like a cable savant, though. So yeah. he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. There's a um, <laughs> publication called uh, I think it's called Twenty Six Hundred. It's a the Hacker Quarterly. Mm-hmm. Um, they published like this is really popular in the 90s and 2000s they published like little hacks you can do with hardware and stuff and i believe that was one of the hacks that they published in the late 90s is how to get cable by just going to your little box and fucking oh, around yeah. with little, <laughs> like oh, yeah. yes i think cable in the 90s was a really outlaw just wild west thing where you can just fuck around with wires <laughs> yeah, yeah. and do whatever i, mean, I think people cable also television. like sold like, like like cracked cable boxes in like the 70s and yeah. 80s. oh yeah like there was you like could, you could build them yeah. i think 2600 even from time to time had like schematics for it yeah they yeah did. yeah that was too stupid to put them together but yeah if you're nerdy and you love the shit and you can get free cable just mm-hmm. hell yeah and this Not movie, anymore this movie i want to note um uh, one of the trivia pieces I saw, at least on IMDb, was a lot of these scenes were filmed both comedic and dark, and then interchangeably kind of Ben Stiller put them together. So I, I really question how much uh, we have not seen or alt versions or I don't know anything. That's pretty interesting. 
Also, the well, other thing they, I want to note is the cast list on this movie also bananas. Much like she's all that. Yeah. This cast list is, yeah, there's is, a lot is of crazy. People. I mean, we have we have clearly Ben Stiller, who also has a cameo character, but he is the director. We have everyone from the Ben Stiller show. We have everyone from Mr. Show. So we have Jim Carrey, Matthew Broderick, uh, Leslie Mann, Jack Black, George Seagal, uh, Ben Stiller is noted, Janine Garofalo, Andy Dick, uh, David Cross, uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, those two had zero lines, and they were right. the funniest people in this movie. <laughs> well, I mean, like they, those two humans are the funniest actors that were in this movie, and they did not get utilized. That's at all. very true, and that's unfortunate. I mean, maybe there's like all like a bunch of other like alt scenes. Maybe. I really wonder. Well, if, if these were the scenes that made the final cut, then presumably the alt scenes were not quite as good. <laughs> Yowza. Well, wasn't there a Simpsons joke in all of this when they go to Planet Hollywood? Wasn't like the script of the cable guy and they're like, really <laughs> I can't remember the joke, but I think you're <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Really, really, really angry about all this. Well, basically the story is uh, Steven, who's played by Matthew Broderick. He asked his uh, girlfriend at the time, Leslie Mann, uh, to marry him. And uh, her, her name is Robin. And she said, mm, I want you to move out. And she thinks he's going too fast. We learn uh, very quickly that he's really stressed out. He's, I don't know, kind of just like really stressed and I think ri- like a rigid guy. Um, he's he- a whiny little bitch throughout this entire movie, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He is, though. He like, played- I like. Yeah, he's I, just. I don't disagree, but but he, I feel he plays such a good straight man throughout the majority of this that I don't disagree with what Jeremy says. Like I don't really like his character, but he. I don't either. It's like I didn't care about his character but, at all. But his reactions are kind of similar to how I would react maybe during some of this. Like very directly. I mean, the cable guy comes, and we'll get there. But, you know, the cable guy starts asking questions personally. He's like, not that I want to discuss it with you. I'm like, yeah, no joke. But, yeah, we'll just jump into it. So Matthew Broderick's living uh, in a new apartment and, you know, his cable uh, reception is crappy. He calls a cable company and they're going to send out uh, someone. He is hours and hours late outside of the window. Uh, That going back in time is I don't know how that works now, but. That is definitely, I think, somewhat outdated. I mean, the last time I ever got cables, like it will be in this quadrant of the day, like morning. Yeah. They'll get like they they'll give you a window, uh, like my, most things. But I think the cable companies, and you know, this is mid '90s, were renowned that it would be like, yeah, we'll say we'll be there like between nine and ten, but hmm. we'll be there at seven at night or the next day. Get like good luck. So Matthew Rogers <laughs> waiting around all day. Eventually gets into the shower. You think it's almost going to be like a nod to a Ferris Bueller scene. I always think that like every time I'm like, I can't think of Matthew Broderick not <laughs> yeah. getting into a shower and not thinking of Ferris Bueller. But he, he puts shampoo in his hair and all of a sudden you're buzz, buzz, cable guy, cable guy. Yeah. And he's, he's aggressive about it. He's banging on that door. Yeah. This isn't like going back to the cable back. I mean, in the 90s, you guys were getting cable. That that was about right, a two hour to four hour window. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly, it's still like that now. Yeah, oh, I, now it's a little, it's a little easier. But I remember back then it was a four hour window specifically. It's just what? like four hours of your day just to be <laughs> available for a cable guy. Just seems kind of just uh, yeah. 
I don't know. Last time I had Xfinity out to my house, I, they gave me like it was a three or four hour window. Did yeah. they, did they arrive think, in that window? They arrived at the end of it. These days in 2024, what the hell are they coming to your house for anyway? There was an issue with the wiring from the pole to my house. Yeah, all right, that's why. I did tell Lamar uh, one of the first times I ever got cable that the cable guy was hours late. It was like a hundred degrees that day. It was super hot. I was living in a very small apartment. The cable guy came and I was like, cool, dude. Like, it's like really late. And the guy was super nice. He's like, listen, the whole install is going to be free. You're going to have to send this in. We're going to take it off your bill. I'm really sorry. And he was really nice. I was like, dude, no problem. Like, it was just nice that he was nice about it. I was like, man, like I was waiting for ages. And he like gave me this form. And then I was even like, hey, man, like I know it's like 100 degrees. This was like a cable guy moment. So I straight up could remember even the soda itself. I was like, here's a Mountain Dew. The guy sat down. He's like, let me install a couple things. And he did something. And then he cracked it open. He's like, dude, I really appreciate this. Like, you wouldn't be surprised. You would be surprised like how much like people wouldn't talk to me or it's a hot day. I was like, yeah, dude, it's like 100 degrees. And straight up, he then just put down the controller and talked to me for the next half hour. I was like. Oh no! <laughs> like it just kept going. Do you guys? Did you learn your friends? lesson, Paul? Uh, I I did. I I really did. Um, because I was like, oh. Did you um, go to Medieval Times or Castle? Uh, Castle I, I did. Yeah. I guess I didn't. Yeah. I I, can't, I think I kept saying like I'm a student. I just need to like do like go do some homework. He's like, okay, and eventually left. And I did. Like that's why I was like, oh my god, you're late. Like because you know my. Uh, I think it was like I had to read a bunch of stuff, and I was like, is he here? Is he not? Is he here? Is he not? And I was like, yeah, oh, God. Yeah. So my attention was never there. And then, was, then he was just like going through to make sure the cable worked. He's like, this this looks like a funny movie. I was like, yeah. Sure. They <laughs> no. were like channel surfing. I was like, oh, my God. Um, well, I'm glad that guy liked that Mountain Dew. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> There's a point in time where you have to say, get out. Get I, did out. Not, I did not want to say that to good him. shit to do, mm. man. That, that's when people come back. But yes, uh, Jim Carrey, the cable guy, listed on IMDb as the cable guy, as you will find out through our critique of this film, uh, buzzes many times. And Matthew Broderick even gives him a little attitude. Hey, you were supposed to be here. Can you get back here? He's like, so I'm the tardy one. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I was going to go to that bed and bath place, but it's closed. Um, he calls him a jerk-off. That's, that's Lamar and I's favorite moment. Yeah, one unfortunately, of them. they blew their favorite moment. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite line in like the first two minutes of the I movie. I got a chuckle out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, maybe I shouldn't yeah. have come at all. Jerk-off. Jerk uh, which is a very alarming moment. And so even going back and watching this, I'm like, oh my God, can you even imagine? But then Jim Carrey says, ha, I'm, I'm just kidding. And then walks in and... Yeah, starts finger-banging his wall. Which is true. And you, you would have to see it to believe it. Yeah. But highlights yeah. some super personal things. Uh, so your lady kicked you out. What are you talking about, says Stephen, Matthew Broderick. Uh, I was, you know, transferring forms, and I saw this was uh, registered to Robin Harris, but now you're not there, so uh, you're in trouble, or whatever he says. He's like, uh, not that I want to discuss it with you. Uh, so if he wasn't a real cable guy, what forms was he getting access to? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, how did he get access to those forms? Well, is, how did he know? Throughout this entire he film, there is a lot of technology. He sets up cameras in rooms. I think he planned. He knew when Steven was going to go into that shower. I think he had surveillance from the beginning that this was his ultimate prank. I will wait hours if necessary, but the moment you go in that shower, I'm going in there. 
He's always. Would you there. say that he's selected oh, Stephen though, like like some kind of serial killer? Sure. I mean, remember he's tapping the phone lines and everything, so he's like listening in on people and calls and like weird stuff. So, I mean, and also remember he will give Stephen, you know, that ginormous TV and sound system. So it makes me think like any surveillance equipment. He's working with the police, which is noted. Uh, so yeah, sky's the limit on this Batman. He's a next level stalker. He yeah. does his research yeah. before his research. I I don't buy that. You don't think that he <laughs> planned this on Steven? No. Why? There's nothing uh, there's nothing to insinuate that that was the case. I want to just a spoil and, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but at the end he it feels like he's knows he's picking targets. Yeah. And I feel like he did his research on Steven is like, oh, this yeah. target's perfect. And he, he was together. fired from other cable companies for stalking. It is right. literally said uh, through research uh, via Jack Black's means. Right. But I mean, it, the way I took that was like he was doing to other people what he ended up doing to Matthew Broderick. But just remember throughout the entirety of this film, he is always at Matthew Broderick's house or his whereabouts at any point in time. He knows where he's at. Um, how would he know that in a non-cell phone world? Um, I, I think he's, he's tapped his phone. There's straight up, there is a video camera that is recording both video and audio mounted in the front of his TV. Uh, that's later yeah. shown and detached. So I, yeah, I just think he, he, yeah, I think uh, this is, this is, yeah, he has selected targets. Okay. There you go. I mean, do, do, I mean, do you guys just think it was coincidence that he was late? Like after seeing, I mean, the it's movie? not. There's yes, I, I, that's what in I one way. I think contextually, Paul, what you're saying would make sense, and like because like the guy wasn't working for a cable company at the time, so when Matthew Broderick called a number, like how, like yeah, he would have had to been like sitting somewhere, like intercepting calls yes. coming in, and like I think okay, that's here's exactly a it. here's yeah. a fucking cable call. I think that's exactly maybe that's more plausible. And I then, don't know. And then he sets up a test, like a serial killer. He right, comes to your house, and like the way you interact is now: Am I your friend? Am I not? If I'm in the friend zone, I am now going to become your stalker. I think you guys are reading way too far into this. I, I we think I am. But, uh, I bought into that. But you know what? I do buy the like. Maybe he was just sitting outside intercepting calls but he also could have been working for the cable company when he was first dispatched because they said he's worked for a bunch of cable yeah that, well that's what i'm saying like he has an inside track it's not like right. random he has actively worked for cable companies but now he intercepts calls and knows how to do all the cable stuff and could come in and be like yeah i work for a blank company because mm-hmm. you said that and he knows how to do it what happened to the guy who was supposed to be there well he that's, intercepted that's the call the thing yeah, I so see. it's either he, he intercepted <laughs> the call. He's a bloody mess somewhere. Uh, you know, so there was no original cable guy, or he worked for the cable or for the cable company for some period of time to where he could get the inside line to show up, and then there wouldn't be another wow another they, cable guy. They but should do the, the next uh, season of True Detective about this. <laughs> where the other cable guy went? Mm-hmm. Well, well, Mike, think later when there is a lawyer involved. There's like there's no one by this name at the cable company, so that is like the ultimate question, like. Then how the hell did he get that call to well, begin with? He was also giving a bunch of fake names. Yeah, he could have he yeah. could have used some other name that we hadn't yeah. heard. Right. 
They didn't have background checks in the 90s. No. Right, but I think he's intercepting these calls one way or another. Okay. Well, whatever the reason, he's he's in the house. Damn it, L- Lamar, I've seen way too much Law and Order. <laughs> there he's in the I, house. I, I know the story. I, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're, going, you're in too deep. Yeah, where's Munch? You need all the details. <laughs> Get Munch and Finn on this. Damn. <laughs> just wanted that fucking bagel. Yeah. Do so, we yeah. mention now that, like, so he gives him the cable... Uh, so you know, he's like, "Hey, his, I overheard like maybe if I give you fifty bucks, I can get some free yeah. shit." He's like, "Fuck yeah. you, motherfucker!" And he's like, "I'm just joking." Idea. Yeah, Steve's yeah. best friend J- Jack Black gives him the idea: slip the dude fifty bucks, he'll he'll hook you up with some free channels. Sounds like a cool deal. Like maybe I mean, back in the nineties, fifty oh, bucks yeah. to get HBO, it. Showtime, Hell Cinemax, yeah. all that. These yeah. days, I have no idea how much that shit costs. Right? <laughs> Streaming and cables is yeah. ridiculous these days. So Jim Carrey, a lot more than back then. Oh, Jim yes. Carrey, a lot more. Carrey's character is like, "Whoa, you're trying to bribe me? That's illegal. I'm gonna call the police." No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I could do it. I could hook you up. You're one of my preferred customers. And if you ever need me, here's my pager number. I'll be here immediately. Uh, but you know, you know, I just feel like we're two guys hanging out. So I'll, I'll totally hook you up. But maybe we should hang out sometime. And this is the lens and the real start that Jeremy noted when we talked about this movie off air ages ago, how this now movie should be watched. Uh, Maybe we should be friends. Let's hang out. And it's this sponge-like stalker syndrome comes out of Jim Carrey where it's relentless. Uh, And it really starts here. He's like, yeah, maybe I'll, you know, we could drive up. I'll show you the satellite dish. I'll show you how it all works. And Matthew no, Roger, you should not get in the car with this man, no Matthew way. Roderick. No what way. are you doing? No way. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, he yeah. tries to get out of it, but he kind of fumbles it a little and, bit. And that's the thing. That's where you see the glint. This that's is the start. a whiny little bitch. Yeah, because he's kind of a dipshit. Well, Jim Carrey's like, what are you going to do? Stew over you know, your breakup? He's like, no. He's like, Maybe. No. Yeah, he's like, then I'll see you at 630 and does it. Um, yeah. He got worked. Come on now. Yeah, yeah that's true. I that's mean, true. but we see the glint. I mean, this isn't like a one-off. Like, we just see it grow now. And, that's and like And fester and, <laughs> and become awful. Like, so yeah, Jeremy noted uh, off-air ages, the way you need to watch this is no longer Jim Carrey's zany movie. You're watching a straight-up dark comedy, which is a stalker film. And... It is going to be relentless of Jim Carrey trying to do everything to uh, Matthew Broderick, which is which is kind of bananas with a backdrop of social media of the time is in has so much infected Jim Carrey with a lack of parental units that it was replaced by TV and television that this dude's so messed up socially that he doesn't know how to have friends and he could only really cling on to someone uh, and as Jeremy noted, he'll do it in a, his own humorous way, Jim Carrey style. I think that's where the yeah. conflict is right there. Yeah. Is <laughs> how do you separate the two? Because as soon as Jim Carrey gets up and going, it's like, wow, I, I don't know if I could take this seriously as a deep, like deep. Well, emotional you can't, movie. you can't, yeah. because Jim Carrey is going to do his thing. Like he wants to, like yeah. his natural inclination is to make people laugh. So he's, regardless of how serious the role is, he's going to install some of himself in that character. That was my conflict with the movie is, um, it's hard for me to fall into either camp. It's just a con between the two. I couldn't separate the two at one moment. Jim Carrey is just, doing his thing at the other moment there isn't a story that is underlined here that i can attach to but as soon as it starts going and jim just does his thing and it's like it takes me a little out of it but i understand 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, of of the time, yeah, you see like a shade of it, but I just, I don't know. It's just every word he says is like a tagline for an ad. Like he doesn't genuinely know how to interact with other human beings. Like it is a cut and pasted thing he says. Yeah. Even when we'll get to a basketball scene. Uh, Matthew Broderick's like, I don't even know you. He's like, why don't we change that? I'll buy you a Heineken. Like, it's like, if you just said, like, well, maybe we could hang out sometime, that'd be one thing. But he had to add, like, that Heineken because it probably comes from a commercial that he saw sometime. Like, everything's so fake that it's, like, almost more scary because this guy's, like, yeah. like so unreal. <laughs> you don't know where he's coming from. It could be, I'm a sweet, gentle person because that's the movie I saw that day or I'm a stalker or... I don't know. He just says like crazy stuff. Like in some of the stuff that he does, like if in reality these things happened, I mean, clearly we would have all called the police. Like that's, that's the part that gets me out. Like people are not calling the police from the get go. Like you're all adults. Hell no. You call the police immediately. But, um, if he was doing some of that stuff, I mean, that's like next level craziness. Um, which is kind of fun sometimes as a viewer, I guess I'm the voyeur. Ah, it's sort of reality TV. Mm-hmm. They got me. I, I mean, I can't get past the, like, this cable guy was in my house this afternoon, and now at fucking 8 p.m., I'm in a, a, some deserted road up by a giant satellite dish in the mountains with him. <laughs> yeah. That was That's really bizarre for day, me, too. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. You know, Jim Carrey does accurately predict cable internet, though. So he that's, does. That's he does. Something. Oh my god, I have that in my notes, Mike. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Jim Carrey literally just fucking described our society. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, nailed I, it. Credit where credits due. So I feel, Jeremy, although you're saying this, and I agree with you, I, I'm not getting the van with this guy. Part of me is like, okay, these are two adults, um, and you just didn't because hear I'm an adult. I'm but, I am an adult. I do but, not get in the but, fucking but, van right, with this. I, I own the van. But 96, I'm just like, you just don't hear about all these like serial killings and these like weird things happening as, in, in abundance as we do now. So like, I, yeah, I agree. This is an extraordinarily improbable, but like some dude just being like, I'll just show you uh, like this place wants to grab a beer sometime. I feel that yes, improbable, but the chances of that happening are way more likely in 1996 than they would be in 2010 and above 2020 and above. Right. That's because so. everyone isn't listening to fucking true crime podcast all day. Yeah. And people sometimes <laughs> just want to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he's like, Hey, you want to come out with to a satellite dish and drink beers? Right. Yeah, sure. He's totally, totally has to I do guess the, that's uh, true, yeah. Totally has to do the mental calculation too. Like, how do I get out of this the fastest way possible? And with with someone who's clearly been so unhinged, yes, maybe maybe just going going with the flow for a little bit is the right the right path. That's the, fair. The only way out is through Colin. <laughs> well, and they, you know they, they do bond a little bit. Yeah, it, it was do. a sweet trip. That's a cool satellite. Yeah, right. I mean, there. Yeah. So, like, honestly, there is something to be said. Like. Genuinely, if someone's like, I have the sweet tech, you want to see it? That did look like a dope satellite. I wouldn't have laid on it. I also, every time I now see this movie, I'm like, there are beams floating through. This is not. Is this thing on? Or like, (laughs) do I still have genitalia after this? Why is my beer boiling? (laughs) Um, But yeah, they do totally bond. They crack open a couple beers and they bond about like their own childhood. And, you know, uh, 
Stephen highlights, you know, my dad was there, but, you know, he was working so much. It wasn't like he he wasn't or he was it was like he wasn't there. Um, Jim Carrey's like, oh, yeah. And then he goes into like a brutal story of like my dad coming home and showing affection was with like a boot to the face. It's like awful. But we'll later learn that all of these are piecemeal things from movies, TV shows, like nothing is real at any point in time. It's like it is exactly the Scrooged moment uh, where Bill Murray is trying to highlight that he had a real childhood. He's like, no, I hit the like the winning baseball game. They're like, no, man, that was like this. And he's like, what about the homecoming scene? I was like, ah, it's on like it Little House. Yeah, that was Little House. He's like, ah, oh, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's Jim Carrey. He's so absorbed by this. So the message of this movie is awesome for me because I feel Ben Stiller was like, Cable and these shows and reality TV and all of these things that don't really mean much. Like they look at what is very similar to the Mendez brothers killings, the Stan and Sam sweet trial, which is Ben Stiller and Ben Stiller. <laughs> and like, awesome. Yeah. And awesome. Uh, that, that is like a thread throughout, but it's just highlighted that all of this doesn't mean jack shit. Asian. Oh, that's going to get to be my favorite moment of this, uh, yeah, of this whole movie. Good. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that none of this means jack shit uh, in reality. And then just, oh my God, imagine 2024 and above, like social media everywhere. Everyone's absorbing media constantly. Like no one could get away. Cable guy times a thousand. Like this is. We're contributing to that, Paul. Well, I, of course. <laughs> uh, but like, I can't imagine <laughs> if we talk to Ben Stiller and the writers of this movie. Uh, one of them is uh, Judd Apatow. Uh that we were like, hey, Judd Apatow and Ben Stiller, like, where did you, where do you see the next like thirty years going? I do not think they would have thought it would have gone in this direction as extreme as we are. Like, if this was like the view of the movie, I don't know how everyone yeah. feels about that. Just now, we hear all the psycho killers and people are like, I followed fifty like celebrities' pages and I went insane and jumped through their house. Like, what? It's crazy. Oh, it's all craziness. There, there is a lot of craziness. I, I just want to, Jeremy, to, to note, I just want to, my contribution is just to film. Don't jump through <laughs> our windows. Yeah, I don't know these people. Windows. Always good advice. <laughs> if you have a beef, take it up with Ben Stiller. <laughs> <laughs> Directing all that beef to Ben Stiller. That's fine. Through Rapid Troop Sucks. <laughs> reach out to us <laughs> except Ben Stiller don't reach out to us Ben Stiller would be like Paul I'm not going to be on your podcast but please stop all this email coming towards me <laughs> what's all this hate email I got from you I was a happy man oh man I wonder what Ben Stiller thinks about this movie I didn't read any quotes again this movie was hated at the time um, for a second big movie I would say did a pretty good job with it. Not I'm a fan of Ben Stiller. Not the biggest fan, but he does pretty good work. It yeah. does. Didn't wasn't this when Jim Carrey got this role? Wasn't like it the highest paying movie role ever? He got twenty million dollars. And Ooh, said yeah. Matthew Broderick oh. got two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was a whiny little bitch. The balance is off there a little bit. Right? Yeah. Well, they do bond at the satellite dish, and then they do go home. And on the way home. Uh, you know, I, I think this is really nice. I mean, there are like kind of some sweet moments. Jim Carrey is like, you know what? I have an idea uh, for you to get back with Robin. And I think it's a really sweet moment. He's like, you know what? 
Sleepless in Seattle is going to be playing on like Tuesday. Why don't you invite her over? I'm sure she would love it. And Stephen goes, oh my God, Sleepless Seattle. She loves that movie. It's her favorite. <laughs> what does Jim Carrey say? He says something like, uh, uh, he's like, she loves that movie. And he's like, uh, they all do. <laughs> uh, and then gives Matthew Broderick the weirdest smile on the face <laughs> of the earth. And it's almost like he wants to kiss or embrace. He does a little bit. Or, I don't know, be pet on the head. Like, it's, he, like, he, he just turns to, like, goo. <laughs> and Matthew Broderick, my favorite part, as I noted to Lamar and Mike, was he nods a little. Matthew Broderick, like, assesses the situation. I could tell he's running the lines in his head. And he just goes, okay, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> and just like like not like not like 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 you could tell that was the best case scenario i'm gonna disengage by telling this man i'm leaving and and he leaves and that's where that's where we're at is this the uh where they go to play basketball we do yes it is indeed okay yeah we, we do get some basketball i was gonna say well what is the order of events um, i think it's basketball game then uh sleepless in seattle date yeah, is the order because he during the basketball game. So the cable guy crashes the be, like you know Ben. Uh, yeah, they're Steven. having like a pickup game at like some YMCA yeah, or some yeah, shit. Yeah, Stephen and Jack Black are playing pickup pickup basketball with their homies, and uh, and Chip shows up. I, I do want to note uh, when Chip. they when they last parted ways, Stephen does ask his name. He's like, "Oh, you really want to know my name? It's Ernie Douglas, but my friends call me Chip." That's that's why he said goodbye because he, he <laughs> yeah. didn't want to say <laughs> either of those things. Chip Douglas, yeah, Chip. I don't know if like if I had any name, I don't know if I'd tell people like you can call me Chip. I mean, I've been calling you Chip off air <laughs> for years. <laughs> Chip Pinson, <laughs> Chinson, Ch- Chocolate Chinson. <laughs> It might have been a cool nickname some other time, but I can't even imagine Chip as a name. Like, I don't, I don't know. Just Chip. Chipping out. What is that like the diminutive for something specific, or is it just like a. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm, I don't I get it. I have no idea. Unless you're a chip. Like a chip off no the old block. It's the short for, for Chipmunk. His given name is Chipmunk. Yeah. Ch- Chipotle. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Damn it, Chip. <laughs> I, I can't even hear that. I can't even imagine saying that word. Get your goddamn gun, Chip. Oh, it's, Zombies it's, uh, are coming. <laughs> it's the diminutive form of Charles or Christopher. Ah, oh, just call him a, just call him Chuck. God damn it. Or you know, ah oh, man, that Ch- sucks. Or, or chicklets. <laughs> Come here, chicklet. Come here. <laughs> this is a little chicklet. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that Charles's in the world love that. Chucky bumps. <laughs> They'll take what they get. Well, Chip fucks up this basketball game, man. He ruins everybody. He really does. Yeah, it's does. that one hey, of those old. S- second time we get filter. Last time with uh, yeah. with oh, uh, I do love De- yeah. Demon oh, Knight. Demon Knight. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I li- that was a fun time. I like I like this song with the combination of what's going on. Yeah, this song slaps. It, the song slaps in general. I, but I, he's a pretty good basketball player, to be honest. That's sick dunk. You off know of what? Jack Black. I was measuring everything that he was doing. Mm-hmm. All legal moves. Yeah. No illegal screens. No fouls. He was doing it's okay. all perfect. Well, that's the thing. Like again, like so this the scene is zany, but it's also psychotic. He shows up. Oh, like you guys play here too. Uh you know, do you do you want to play? Yeah, we need another guy. Jack Black is immediately in. Like, that's great. You know Steven? Cool. 
Uh, even if it's just like acquaintances, we need another guy. Everyone just thinks you kind of probably know the rules of playing basketball. Don't get too aggressive, like right off the bat. You don't know these people. It's kind of a friendly game. You're at the gym. Jim Carrey, you know, kind of whispers to Steven, you know, I want to be on his team. I do like this moment. He's like, you know, how did you two guys meet? Like, I installed his cable, just a routine install, but I feel like we hit it off. We've known each other our whole life. And Jack Black, very sarcastically, mm, how sweet. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, you'll be on my team. He's like, no way. I'll be on Steven's. And uh, Jack Black is immediately put off, which I don't blame him. He's like, you know, I'm really good. <laughs> There's a lot of scenes. Feed me the rock. <laughs> Uh, a lot of, you know, <laughs> oh, can't get past me, White Shadow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, all these TV shows and movie references. To uh, to kind of go along with the super paranoia at the beginning, do you think Jim Carrey uh, bribed the guy who took a fall? Oh. So the whole the whole reason he was able to even join the game is because someone else got hurt. Maybe he and he was he was the there hurt. and knew when he got hurt, so maybe he was like, "Hey, you take Ooh, a fall, Alan let me get in on this game." Alan's yeah. deep thinking was it like a, maybe it was like a Nancy Kerrigan sort of thing. yeah, threw a couple tacks, <laughs> threw, threw a couple tacks on the court. Yeah. Like, oh, my foot! <laughs> I just just go to well, the floor tacks. Mm-hmm. That happened. I was thinking more along the lines of like, "Hey, if you can uh, sit sit this one out and let me play, I'll give you free cable for a probably month or something yeah." Like that. There you yeah. go. Yeah, there's probably yeah, a ton of... You have the ability to give up free cable in the 90s. You yeah. were God. I, yeah. Honestly, God. Good, great observation, Colin, because this really does ramp up. Like, you really do see that, you know, unlike planes, trains, and automobiles where, you know, there are allusions to shower curtain rings getting you everywhere, Jim Carrey is actively using cable to get whatever he wants. Like, the police are in his pocket because he has given the police free cable. So Colin's saying, like, could he have given a dude like a hundred bucks? Well, he's going to bribe like a bathroom attendant later with like a $50 bill. Uh, so sure. There's I'm going to buy 20. It. <laughs> That's how much you can get a bathroom assistant. Yeah, they don't cost 20. <laughs> but right. yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. But I mean like, and Jim Carrey is now like doing disguises. So maybe he just approached a guy and was like, Hey man, I don't have any friends. Like maybe like, 50 bucks and like I could join in the guy's like screw it all right like he doesn't necessarily always have to be mean or super aggressive it seems like he's schmoozed his way into other people's lives like again like police officers which is crazy I like it Colin yes darker movie even darker yeah he has an underworld of just (laughs) just random people that he can call upon to just do whatever bidding it's important to diversify he has a person for everything i know i love it yeah probably has like a bowling alley attendant that he can call upon to do his bowling alley attendant deeds i wish i had that now you know how expensive bowling that's very true i looked oh my god it is like like six dollars a game man for per person Crazy. Plus, you got to fucking throw in four dollars for shoe rentals. Yeah, oh that's bullshit. <laughs> well, take them out. Well, I, I have my own that. shoes. So. This basketball game ends with <laughs> Jim Carrey getting a boost off Jack Black's back and slam dunking <laughs> and shattering the glass of the the basketball uh, net. Everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, the game's over. Uh, well, Stephen then says, "You know, I'm going to leave. I don't know you." Uh, they part ways. He goes back home. The plan is to watch Sleepless in Seattle with Robin. And 
they're on the couch and, you know, there's catching up day to day. Robin's like, how's work? He's like, I hate my boss. He's an idiot. He's making me do this project. He's worthless. He's, he's saying dumb hair plugs, you know, dumb hair plugs. Like everything's very <laughs> negative. Uh, so, yeah. And then they try to turn on Sleepless in Seattle and the cable's out. But he's like, you know what? I know a guy. <laughs> Uh, a guy that I told that I didn't want to be friends with him earlier today. Yeah. So he's he'll, he's who I'll call. <laughs> and he immediately called him. Oh, yeah. yes. And the one thing I did skip over in all of this to highlight is Jim Carrey has left a series of answering machine messages for Stephen at this point in time, before the date, I should say. And there's a lot of like, hey, man, just calling to catch up. Let's, let's hang out. Like, beep. And then it's, you know, hey, just, you know, checking in again. I didn't know if you were there. Beep. Then it keeps going and going. My favorite of all time, and I've been saying this to Lamar for many years, is one of them is, hey, I was just blow drying my hair. I thought I heard the phone ring. Call me. Or does it ever happen to you? Call me. We'll talk about it. <laughs> and then the follow-up is like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, that's, that's like the last one. What happened to that message? What happened there? <laughs> yeah, that, that was good. Um now the cable's out. Uh, he shows up and he is pissed off. He's holding a coaxial cable in his hand. He's like, oh, you only call me when you need something? Uh, come on, I'm on a date with Robin. Please hook this up. He's like, fine. But I'll, this is the deal. We're friends or we're not. So the deal is struck that I'll reactivate your cable, but we're going to hang out just two really good friends and everything's going to be great. And then he kind of sneaks off like four feet away and just really just pushes a lever up he's like ta-da the, the cable's back on and even matthew broderick says what's up with the cable like the coaxial cable and he's like oh, that was for effect <laughs> uh, I like that. and then they watch sleepless yeah. in seattle mm-hmm. and uh the cable guy is watching it as well in his van yeah see he's now tapped into everything mm-hmm. he just wants to be a part of everything he does yeah he has he, severe fomo yeah he's just a lonely guy just <laughs> has a fear of missing out on everything mm-hmm. i remember well i mean to be honest he, the kid was raised like his mom was like whoring around while he was like sitting in front of the tv like at all hours of the day and night we do get that so, flashback that you know the mom's going out and she's like hanging out at bars every night and he's she like, literally why don't i have a little brother <laughs> yeah she goes well that's what like, happened work on it <laughs> like oh man that's that's nasty. And she does highlight, you know, just stay with the babysitter, which is the TV. And he has free reign and is just flipping dials. Like, she just throws, like, a cigarette into an ashtray behind his head. You can see all these, like, Pepsi and Coke cans and, uh, you know, junk food. Um, yeah. He's, like, in a way, you feel just terrible for this kid. Yeah. Like, he has no one. And it's it's literally, yeah. like, the whole, the whole thing is, like, you ate garbage and you were raised by a television set. It's... I mean... It touches yeah, you, a lot I mean, of people you, that were raised by a television set. This you do feel bad for Jim Carrey, like especially with these flashback scenes and like, like because the flashback scenes are like they make you feel dirty and you're like, oh god. But then like Jim Carrey comes on and he's trying to make you like laugh and there's like that. He says something know, at the end. He says something at the end uh, that I just kind of feel bad for a moment. Like not overly bad that I'd still help him or whatever, but I'm like, oh. Like that, that kind of sucks. Not that bad. <laughs> well, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk my own life to save this person at this point in time. But I'm like, I feel bad enough to be like, I just saw a glimpse of this dude's origin and why you're this way. So I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe it, he should have sat farther back. It wouldn't have rotted his brain. That's true. She that's did true. tell him to sit back yeah. <laughs> in the ashtray. Yeah, closer to the cigarette. <laughs> right. <be> better. Yeah. <laughs> that's Take a puff off this. You mm-hmm. know. 
Count your nerves. I mean, just put put a little bit of that ash in your hair, and you know, good good <laughs> as a shower. The dust, chinchilla dust. shower. Yeah, I was right gonna say there. dust bath. <laughs> the lash in the hair. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> Roll around in it. It'll be really popular at school the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know where to, where to, where to go. No. Oh, well, we're go- we're going to medieval times. That's, That's where we're going. Yeah. So the deal medieval is struck. Yes. Yeah. The deal is struck that uh, they were they would do guy things and hang out as good friends. And surprise, the next, uh, I think Steven's blindfolded or just didn't look through the whole trip. Yeah, he just had his eyes closed. Yeah, that they're at medieval times. Uh, have any of you ever been to a medieval times? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I have. It- and let me tell you something. The scenario that, that that is presented here, I would do this in a second. Like, if Paul was like, hey, we're going to medieval times and we can, like, actually go down there and, like, oh, fight each other no. with weapons. Oh, yeah. like, you're no, fucking I, kidding me. I Let's would, do this. I definitely would. So, Jeremy, <laughs> you've been to a medieval times. Colin, yeah. have you? Oh, Yeah. Okay, Eddie. Yes, you you have. Yes, Paul. No, I was not expecting half of us to have been to a medieval. (laughs) That is genuinely blowing. Wait, have you been? No. Oh, Oh, I haven't. I've been to a Renaissance festival. Okay. No, I've been to a Renaissance festival. That is not medieval times. No, I've been to it like a medieval times where you like. That's you, with your hands and whatnot, yeah. Yeah, so I, with the, wow. the I was outside of one in South Carolina, and it was for a wedding. I'm not there. I was in like I was in <laughs> South was Carolina for a wedding, times. and I well, I really was like, please uh, God, let's I make would. this the bachelor party. I was vocal so, about things. When you go to a medieval times, you the the beers are nine dollars, and they're like, yeah, beers, and it says it on the menu, like beers are nine dollars. But what they do not tell you is you have to spend like thirteen dollars on a vessel to put the beer in. Oh, yeah. Man. So then the beers are nine dollars after that, but you have also spent thirteen dollars to acquire a vessel. Do you get to, to take it home? In. Yes, you do. Is it like a sick chalice or something? No, it is like a fucking. Is it like a novelty plastic, plastic fucking okay. yeah, glass? It's plastic too. <laughs> oh, weak. Where is it now, Jeremy? Which son has it? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I, who, d- I doubt I have like a glass from me. Which son will you bestow this upon? <laughs> is medieval times still a thing? I hope. Do they still exist? Yes. I hope. There, there's definitely one in like Scottsdale, Arizona. And there's one in, uh, um, like if you go to uh, the, like to hike the Smoky Mountains, there's one there also. At the top of the Smoky Mountains. Nice. No, no, like in like Dolly, like down in like uh, Pigeon Forge or whatnot, like towns. You become the medieval. Yeah. Yeah. What's the closest one to us? Can we go to one? There's one in Chicago, I think, like around that Chicago area. Yeah, there's one in Chicago. Let's do a field trip. All right. So we're going to go visit my family while doing the rabbit troop sucks we can, we'll do a podcast recording yeah. from medieval times. We'll, do, we'll do a podcast in chicago on a field trip while visiting my family i'm in scottsdale <laughs> there you go Ooh, gross dallas now <laughs> scottsdale or dallas shambog yeah. illinois uh, we get the whole crew in medieval times it, are you sure it's, Sh- it's shamberg yeah it's shamberg uh, it's shop, yeah. So we get the whole we get, we get the whole crew in uh, of the Ben Stiller show in medieval times. We get Janine Garofalo as a medieval waitress, and we get Andy Dick as the king. It the many great lines are here. So Janine Garofalo comes around and highlights the the ethos of, of medieval times, and later comes back around. And Stephen asks, "Can I have some silverware?" And she says. Hey, we don't have silverware here. Uh, there were there was none in medieval times. Hence, there is none here. 
And he goes, but you have Pepsi. And the look on her face. <laughs> this is yeah. my favorite line of the movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> she just goes, he goes, you don't, you, you don't have silverware, but you have Pepsi. And huge eye roll. Dude, I've got a lot of tables. <laughs> uh, and even Jim Carrey gives him the side glance and starts like drinking out of his mug. Like, oh man, just like shut up. Uh, Jim Carrey asks then quickly, can I have the skin of your chicken? And highlights that uh, he goes through a silence of the lambs. Uh, this was apparently unscripted. Of the it, lambs. You can, you can, yes, you can it, see Broderick breaking. Broderick is yeah. totally laughing throughout all yeah. of this. But Andy Dick the King is like, ah, there was a grievance and we're going to call some people out into the crowd to settle it. We're going to joust and fight with weapons and it's Steven versus Chip. And Steven highlights, does this normally happen? He's like, nah, they're preferred customers. One of my favorite moments is Andy Dick later breaks out of his role of the king. But with and, the horse. Yeah, he's like, yeah. so he's like getting Steven up. He's like, dude, get up. He goes like straight up. He goes, like, dude, this guy's fucking yeah, serious, yeah, man. Dude, get up. I don't think this guy's joking. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my favorite thing. He's like, oh, man, this is, this is serious. Um, I th- when uh, when they're sitting there eating dinner and they, they're like, oh, there's a grievance, they zoom out and show that they're in this their own little zone yeah they have yeah. like a like, special box yeah so steven had to have been completely oblivious to everything that was going on to not think that this was really un- unusual hear, hear me out I, I i i am going to play devil's advocate with what colin just said we you never knew medieval times existed and you just walked into it like, I think I would be taking in, if this was truly my surprise, I would be so excited. Mm. <laughs> oh, there's like a whole thing before oh, you sure. can even go into like the area where they were in. Like before you go into like the sit down and watch the show and get your dinner, you have to spend like 30 minutes out in this like waiting area and like the the actors come out and like interact with you and do like a little mini show out there it's fucking a whole thing i'm man. todd yeah. merlin and i will be a wizard the <laughs> <laughs> wizard named todd my yeah. name is jimmy percival jimmy percival indeed <laughs> i'm chad <laughs> chad the pal the red chad lancelot <laughs> <laughs> uh, jimmy the rogue this is a podcast about medieval times I would do that. I'd host that yeah. podcast. We should all go and then we'll do a podcast about medieval times. That'd be great. I'm going to do it. Then we have to do some like medieval movie that's just like weird. We watched We watched a weird a weird quote-unquote medieval film. It was like uh by George Romero and it was like a bunch of people working in like a traveling renaissance fair. And it was terrible. Mm-hmm. I feel Collins <laughs> looking this up. Yeah, I feel Collins are Oracle. I well, like it. Also, for the record, is it called? You have Knight the loudest Riders? keyboard on. It the is Knight Riders. Um, oh shit, my bad. <laughs> um, what was that <laughs> terrible the, like the UA Bowl keyboard. movie that we watched with Jason Statham in it? This was like a. If long you say time the Beekeeper, ago. Mike, I will fucking come to Denver. <laughs> no, tonight. it wasn't the Beekeeper. I, I do want to see that. No, this was like. Do you know who UA Bowl is? He like. Every uses fraudulent German funds to make video game movies. Every time I think of that, I just think of like that movie Gamer that we watched. Yeah, is that the movie Gamer? No, is it's it? not. It's like a midi. It's like Dungeon Siege the movie or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And like Paul, you and I rewinded <laughs> oh, no, no, like no, a guy no. falling off a horse yes, forty-five times. Let's say we rewound it. <laughs> uh, 
But yes, it was like the knight's brethren on the front of a dragon, but if you could work for the king, but don't go against his curse starring Jason Statham. Yeah. Like the, the the name is like <laughs> infinitely long and like, was great. Yeah, that was that guy falling off that horse. Mm-hmm. We could do that movie. <laughs> Night Riders on a side note, Colin sucks. I'm glad you looked that up. It it was a movie that went nowhere. Fast forever. Cool. <laughs> too <Night>. fast forever. <laughs> was it too furious also? It was furious. The, may, the way it made me feel. <laughs> but through a, through a series of jousting, etc., cetera, uh, Steven does win. Um, there's a lot of, there's Star Trek references. There's some terror. Um, <laughs> there's a bit uh, of terror. But Steven's positive. But Steven had a good time yeah. that night, like at the end of the this yeah. whole scene. Yeah. Like, well, he like, won, You know what, too, I really so. enjoyed myself. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like iffy. Did Jim Carrey like really lose on purpose? Because uh, he is winning throughout. I'm gonna give it to Stephen that maybe Stephen did really win. But yeah, Jeremy, you're totally right. He's super pumped. They're like, yeah, this is gonna be great. And so Jim Carrey kind of just walks in and helps himself to a drink in Stephen's fridge. Uh, I don't think it's like out of line. They seem to be friendly enough now. No, and he's that's like pretty normal. Yeah, he just like gets a water or a soda. But he's like, hey, I got you a gift and. Steven looks this is where it gets like yeah I, this is this is like the realest part of the movie because like Steven's like yeah so the, explain it yeah yeah and I also want to note Jeremy when we were talking about um uh various uh you know upbringings with the TV and the flashbacks one of the flashbacks he had was like uh, play Misty for me, which is uh, Clint Eastwood, all about a stalker going oh, after yeah. him. Like, there's a lot of illusions. Like, where did he learn these things? Like, did he learn yeah. it from that movie? Did he learn his wit in one-liners from other films? So, it's it's like the Matrix, almost. Like, every movie and TV show, like, he downloaded, and that's his personality. And there's, like, really nothing there that's, like, really him. Or you see, like, maybe him try a little bit, and that's kind of the sad thing. But, yeah, he gives him uh, this huge gift, which is this crazy huge tv of the time this you know these stereo speakers like <laughs> the karaoke machine karaoke Jesus. machine we're gonna hear, hear the soothing sounds of raul soon uh it's, <laughs> it's all amazing um yeah i wish the people of today could see like what big screen tvs look like back in the 90s <laughs> oh, yeah. like, like a fucking 700 pound monstrosity oh yeah oh yeah for sure <laughs> Yeah, and Steven's like, I can't accept this. I can't accept any of this. You're going to have to get this out of my house. And Jim Carrey's like, well, I, you know, I got this on it. Like, my friend has a deal. He's a preferred customer. He's like, dude, I still cannot take this as a gift. He's like, okay, I'll make you a deal. My friend uh, works over the weekend. I just need to store it here for a couple of days. I'll return it. And Steven's like, okay, I really appreciate this, but it's just too much. But when all said and done, it just seems kind of like a nice day. Mm-hmm. Like, Medieval Times seems super cool. But Steven's pumped. Here's... Here's the thing, though. Like, Steven should know, like, a cable guy, like, has access to this type of equipment, stores it, and, like, things aren't adding up, you know? Okay. So, Jim Carrey gives him all this equipment and says, you know, I'll, you know, my friend's going to pick it up. But then later, there's a scene where Jim Carrey is calling on the phone. He's like, yeah, I got in touch. I was like, why is Jim Carrey in a car? Why do I have this written down? Jim Carrey's in the van. He's like, hey, I, I got a hold of my friend. He's definitely able to pick it up over the weekend. And Steven's like, that's fantastic. He's like, but let's, you know, let's have a little fun with this equipment. We're having a party before we bring it back. Steven's like, no, 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 no. He's like, yeah, you're totally going to have a party. So, I mean, they're friends enough for this to happen. I mean, there is a little bit of a bond. Still an odd friendship, man. 
Oh, yeah, it's, it's oh, odd, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, t- I totally agree. But I mean, to one extent, I just think it's, I don't know, like two kind of lonely guys who are just like, I don't have a lot of friends. You know, I work a lot. That, again, one level. I mean, we clearly know there's a lot more to it than this. But yeah, I just feel this can never happen in modern times. I totally agree, no. Jeremy. It, like, it's but still in medieval odd. times? Oh, well, yeah. maybe. Anything's possible Anything in medieval goes. times. <laughs> hey, get on the horse, buddy. I don't think he's kidding. <laughs> um, somewhere. And now we're at a karaoke party. Well, somewhere, I think before the karaoke party, it doesn't, it doesn't he have a conversation with the girlfriend or the ex about how she's going on a date? It's at the karaoke party. That, that's right. Okay, it is he, at the yeah. karaoke party. Okay. That's right. He, he goes to the other room. Like, the karaoke party's happening. The neighbors I, would have loved this party. I, my, my thought is he might be even asking her. Like, my thought... He oh, did, sure. Like, he didn't. But I, maybe this is the attempt, like... What are you doing? Crazy enough, I'm having this karaoke party. Where it's like, hey, what are you doing? You're going on a date. What? And let me just mention that the karaoke party is filled with geriatric people. <laughs> all right, so this is my type of karaoke. That's party. who we like, know. I can, yeah. I can fit in with these folks. Like I can out, I can out drink them. Jeremy, yeah. this is hilarious because as soon as the scene popped up, I looked at both Lamar and Mike and said, I would totally go to this karaoke party. Yeah, and I would it was <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. You're like yeah. the king of the party there. Maybe, if yeah. we had a karaoke party, it would look very similar. This would be fantastic. <laughs> this is why are you not having karaoke parties? <laughs> well, I don't have the equipment. Someone's got to get it for me. Well, mm. just for the week. Yeah. And then your yeah. friend can pick it up on the weekend. Yeah, okay. this karaoke party's lit. I love it. Yeah. Doyle McPoyle's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a very attractive Russian prostitute. You know, whatever. Yeah, normal party <laughs> stuff. That would have stood out to me right away. Like, you've seen all these geriatric people, and you've seen this this one woman who's absurdly attractive among all of them. And it's like they said they're all perfect customers. Yeah, yeah. The red flag should have went off right away. It should have, but it it did not. And even Rick's, Rick's something went Rick, off, Rick, went Rick is there, who is Jack Black. Like everyone's there. But yeah, he he leaves though. He doesn't like this party. No, they have a weird conversation, which is also highlighting the stalkerness of uh, Jim Carrey, where he is intimidating Rick, where he's like, ah, he's moving beyond you, Rick. He's outgrowing you. Like he's saying this stuff because Jim Carrey wants to be Stephen's one and only friend, which is crazy. All stalker. It is. It is pretty crazy. Yeah. But I'd still go to this karaoke party. Definitely. Um, the musical number was too long for me. Uh, oh yeah, but Jefferson Airplane's uh, yeah, I, I didn't need a full Jefferson Airplane song. But well, it was, you got it, buddy. But we yeah. did. We all got it. <laughs> um, and it was it was it was fine. Uh, but you know, Broderick's been what's his name? <laughs> Stephen um, has been making eyes at the the one attractive person at this party, and they end up kind of you know going back to his room for a little hookup. She's giving him a what looks to be a pretty solid head massage. Yeah. yeah, and Jim Carrey breaks in and has been taking Polaroid pictures all throughout the party. Like which is used. Yeah. yeah. Usually in a movie like this, you get like a sex montage. This is all just head massage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Matthew Broderick is super into it. Well, it looked pretty pleasant. It looked good, yeah. 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 I would take a head massage if I could get it in that fashion. From a Russian prostitute. Let me yeah. let me let, yeah. let me ask Jeremy a question. Well, Jeremy and Mike seem to have a preference for blonde women. 
Uh, what's it? What's it? What's your views on uh, Leslie Mann? I love Leslie Mann. I don't like her hairstyle in this movie. Okay. Yeah. The, I, mean, the, the, I mean, it's ninety-six. Sure. Yeah. I th- yeah. She's she's very attractive. Isn't she married to uh, Judd Apatow? Judd Apatow. Yeah. Yeah. I believe the trivia is they met on uh, working on this movie. Judd Apatow was okay. one of the writers. I yeah. Yeah, I, um, I like her a lot. I think. I mean, I do think she's attractive. Sure. Um, I just I like her as a character actor. Um, yeah. F- fucking French toast. French toast. Yeah. Forty year old virgin. Yeah. yeah. I think about that. Uh, it, my wife and I were watching the cable guy. I have such a sweet spot for Leslie Mann because she is the teacher in Freaks and Geeks, and she like plays like ultimately like this very compassionate and sweet role for one of my favorite characters. So that's always like the view I see her in. Um, and uh, you know, also in all the Judd Apatow movies, her daughters or their daughters are in. And they they both act so like you've actually got to see her as a real mother. So I don't know. She just seems like a cool person. So like I I, yeah. I love her in this movie. It's cool. Seeing I don't her like her hairstyle though, Paul. But, I don't like it. I mean, I have to tell you. <laughs> yeah, we can Photoshop it out. For I'll, you. I'll let her know. I'll, I'll let her know to erase that '96 haircut. <laughs> I'm sure she. I'm sure. I'm sure she'll be pleased. <laughs> Uh, jerk podcast wrote me the other day <laughs> um where are we that you really threw me off with that i know i know i started with the tangent but like you really threw me off with that um Good. well yeah i mean they're so karaoke party's happening the 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 steven hooker hookup is happening oh he also earlier in the party uh steven gave the cable guy a uh how to lose your lisp cd-rom <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was Which that was, was on tape. That was cassette oh, on, tape. On, on cassette. Okay, well, whatever it was on, because uh, you know his brother uh, was like was like a doctor or something. But if you were to if you were pronouncing it in your '96 uh, tone, it would be cassettes. Cassette uh, cassettes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Books on cassettes. I see. <laughs> I never got into those. Uh, do you need do you need a cassettes deck? Maybe. Okay. Well, someone help him. <laughs> yeah, could you? I can't I have, help you. I have cassettes of the thyroid. No, oh. that doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, is there like a a cream <laughs> that you need to apply? <laughs> do you? Yeah, I just I just need you, more cable guy. When you go to your endocrinologist, what do they tell you about that? They're like, hey, you need a <laughs> double dose of James Carey. They're like, if it if it unwinds, you take a pencil and you just wind it backwards. That's their professional advice. I couldn't yeah. even point where my thyroid is, to be honest with you. In your butt. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a good place that's for right. it. That's where mine is anyway. That that doesn't seem right whatsoever. Yeah. It's all in your throat, man. Oh, maybe it's in your until throat. it's in your butt. Yeah. <laughs> then it's too late. <laughs> if it's descended that far, then it's become you. Yeah, you're in trouble. Um, okay, so next morning. Are we at the next morning? We are yeah. the next yeah. morning. Well, I think the only thing that we miss is uh, after Jim Carrey sings the song, he busts into the room and takes a snapshot of Stephen and Heather, the prostitute. Yeah. She has a name, Heather. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Um, <laughs> so the next morning, Jim Carrey's there, like he's making eggs and eggies and bakey or whatever <laughs> whoa, whoa, the fuck whoa, he whoa. said. Scramby. Scramby. <laughs> Scramby, eggs. Scramby eggs. Sorry. I said the dumb thing wrong. <laughs> Um, and they're, you know, they're deconstructing the night and talking about Heather and, uh, Jim Carrey's like, you know, yeah, my treat you get next time. 
uh, which was alarming for Steven. That's the alarming part. Like that, this yeah. is the line that has been crossed. Yeah. Folks. <laughs> well, you know, and th- that's where he figures out like, wait, is that a, a sex worker? He's like, yeah, who else would sleep with us? Yeah. I like, I like his reactions to all this. Like, He's like, no, I love Steven for one has this like break for a moment <laughs> and he just goes, no, 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 no. You're, you're messing with me. This is ridiculous. And I see Steven's mind like working, like this is an ultimate joke. And he goes, come on, this is just like one of your friends and you're playing pranks on me. And I love Jim Carrey he goes, <laughs> I wish I had friends like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does. <laughs> But he's so serious about his response. Like his laughter is like that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> As he's he's eating his scramby eggs. Yeah, his scrambies. Um, well, he gets kicked out. Friendship over for the second time. I yeah, think. second yeah. or third time. Um, I think in an effort maybe to win back the friendship, he decides to stalk. What's the girlfriend's name? Robin. 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 I, don't Robin. Why, I don't know why this isn't landing. You can say Leslie Mann. Whatever. He goes to stalk Leslie Mann, Robin, um, on her date, which happens to be with Owen Wilson. Yeah. Fucking Owen Wilson. <laughs> Do you not like this scene, Mike? It's fine, I guess. I don't know. Jim Carrey. I like how he's dressed. Jim Carrey sneaks into yeah. this restaurant. Jim Carrey's outfit dressed is phenomenal. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> fucking it, queen. It's funny. On the side, I told Mike that I was like, minus that mustache, Jim Carrey is kind of dressed like me day to day. Like, uh, kind of a pea coat of, mm-hmm. like, of sorts, jeans, boots, uh, and like aviator sunglasses. All of his are to the extreme. Like I'm not dressed like as extreme like this, but yeah, yeah it looks like Freddie Mercury. It's a, it's like, a, like an accurate per, like, description of what's happening. Yeah. That, that's pretty fair. Um, yeah. And Owen Wilson, who's a, seems like a total a-hole is, uh, on a date with Leslie Mann. I like that he's sassing the the wait staff. I don't even know what he says to the guy in full. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, oh, wow, where's my chicken? Yeah, but he goes, like, has the has the hitch and check, nat check, man? Oh, yeah. Like, it's not even, like, it's fully like, worse. It's like a, or something like, have the eggs had a chance to hatch yet? Is that what he something, said? Yeah. But it's, like, so mumbled. Like it's, like, so mumbled <laughs> together. It's, like, so confusing. And then he's like, oh, the attitude of the staff. <laughs> and, and you can see Leslie Mann is like like very turned yeah, she's off. Like, I would this. love to get out of this fucking situation. <laughs> where where did she find this guy? Bozo school? Grinder. <laughs> what would grinder of 96 be? <laughs> the newspaper. Yeah. It's called tight rolled. A bathroom wall. <laughs> <laughs> the the back of the calendar uh on a Deerberg's post-it. <laughs> Jeremy goes shopping and is like, ah, like the inquiries on the cork board. <laughs> it's one of the, like a piece of paper with all those little numbers that you tear off that are on telephone poles oh, yeah. for like guitar lessons. Yeah. But yeah. then like Deerberg's is like, uh, the, yeah, what's Deerberg's the Missouri grocery store. Yeah, oh. yeah it is. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It is stuff there or what? It's like, oh, uh, I mean, okay. it's like it's equal a, it's to a grocery way? store. Yeah. yeah. It is equal to any grocery store you've been to. There's one within it. walking distance of my house. That's good. What kind of ice cream do you get there? Heath Bar uh, Klondike bars. Mm. Okay, mm. that's a good one. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So good. 
Colin shaking his head. I don't know what that means. Fuck you, Colin. He bars are terrible, and putting them in something that's good makes it also terrible. Oh, man, no. Uh, you I really know. don't like Heath bars? No. That's I gross. Don't. Wow. I'm gonna, so right. I'm, I'm going to level with both of you. <laughs> Plain Klondike bars, you can take that and shove it right up your ass. I, I, and I don't think I've ever eaten a Heath bar. Together, it's really? something I want to eat. Separately, no. Oh, Mike. I've given them to you Mike. Are yeah. you talking about when I've given yeah. them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get this yeah, done, Mike. Yeah, there's Klondike Heath bars that I've given to Mike. Yeah, no, I've had many here and they're delicious. But yeah. like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm never going to pick a Heath bar over yeah. literally any other candy bar. And if my options were regular Klondike bar or nothing, I might be nothing. Yeah, you so, know, c- come okay. to think about it. 99% of my intake of Heath bars in my life have just been really ice cream toppings. Yeah. So honestly, if yeah. you were to tell me Heath bar doesn't exist in bar form and it's only in ice cream, I would believe you. Can we sell Colin on it now? Like Colin, if it's only, yeah. in, okay. No, only, I'm all in. Oh, I've only had Heath is like a little mini candy bar. That's like all a right. reject. So Colin only likes Heath bars after they've been processed by like a slap chopper. Yeah. So a bunch of, a bunch of them as ice cream toppings you're in. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Well, all right. That was <laughs> well, easy. That, well, then it seems like no one's disagreeing. Well, now, now that we've got that, now that we've got that solved. Um, I, so. I, oh, to be clear, I've never, <laughs> I haven't table, had yeah. it yet. I've never had it as an ice cream topping, but I'd be willing to try it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You I, th- to. I think yeah. it's going to bring you where you want to be. Yeah. 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 Then I have right like five more things. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Jim Carrey is in the same restaurant as the date is oh, happening yeah. at. And he goes into the bathroom in his Freddie Mercury costume. And he he throws the bathroom. Because this is a fancy place. It's got a bathroom attendant with like mints and shit. The only place that I've ever seen a bathroom attendant is a strip club. Yeah, that's fair. I've been to restaurants with bathroom attendants. Really? I've been to a couple of nightclubs with bathroom attendants as well. Yeah. The strip All right. club bathroom att- attendant. Yeah, here in St. Louis, every one of them's got them. Does he help you out with? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he comes. Hey, he well, shakes it for you. He, comes over, yeah. he puts a little scope on your well, palms. Honestly, I think it, I think it's the reverse. I think if there is a bathroom attendant, probably in a strip club, it's to prevent anything happening. Yeah, I would assume it's to make sure people aren't like jerking off uh, in yes. there. Uh, yes, I was. <laughs> Like in my head, just picturing like a guy in a suit. Like, is everything okay? He might be Spencer? wearing a suit. <laughs> it's more of a don't jerk off in here. <laughs> no, I you also defined his job has a bathroom attendant. I feel like they have good food. I've been to nightclubs here uh, mm-hmm. when I was younger that had bathroom attendants, and it really just felt it was a racket that I now had to pay someone. Like it was very expected. Right. Like, like and give them three dollars so they could put soap in your hand yeah. for you weird. Oh yeah. no! I felt like the clubs we would go to was like it would be like there is a bowl. There's a bowl of mints. Maybe you want one. I'm not helping you at all. I'm pointing to you where the towels are. Uh, I do expect a tip. Give me one dollar. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like you want me to spritz you with some of this weird? Yeah. What What was the Michael Scott cologne? Like night peen or something. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the one who watches the office a lot are you wait are you talking about parks and rec and like uh where or aziz and zari was actually making colognes no maybe i'm I'm conflating a couple things I, I mean in parks and rec aziz and zari does try to get into the cologne and perfume industry um 
I don't night know. peen. I don't. Yeah, the night peen might on my. Drink. Maybe that's maybe that's my cologne. Um, yikes! <laughs> is, is this like? Oh, a, it's a it, night swept. Nice. Uh, There's an episode where he gets a, like a gift yeah. set from yeah. Walgreens or whatever. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, this is my favorite scent." Yeah, yeah. you are correct. It's a Rite Aid night swept. <laughs> Okay, I'm what's not... the fragrance that you need when you get swept away by <laughs> the not, night peen? I'm not crazy. There was yeah, you gotta watch out for that night peen. Though. Well, there, there, I have a story. Uh, there was a guy that went to school with Jeremy and I, and I cannot remember his entire name. I'll say it off air, Jeremy. Um, but it, we went. To, we definitely went to junior high with him. I like how we're just totally derailed from the cable guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Goodbye. This but, is more interesting than this movie is to me. So that's craziness. But this guy was dating what was thought of as like one of the cuter girls at our school. And it was uh, Valentine's Day. And I remember like the big thing was like all the guys were like, I wear Dracar. And she got him like a little bottle of Dracar. This is like eighth grade. <laughs> but she's like, I got him some Dracar. And he was like, I got her a bag of Skittles. And by the end of the day, <laughs> his ass was dumped. <laughs> It was great. It was like one of the only dramas of romance I remember in like any kind of junior high because it was all like financials. Like I got you this like really nice thing. It was like I got you this kind of a vending machine. It's like you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're like from North Korea, if you receive Skittles as a gift, you immediately disregard that person from oh, your well, life. Well, yeah. I mean, what if you're in like fifth grade? Then it's like adorable. No, still. What? Yeah. <laughs> Second grade? I mean, that's something we're not dating. Gotta, we're not yes. dating in second grade. You got to stop grade. using the vending machine for your gifts, though. Well, uh, well, you're not dating in the second grade, but you might like be cutesy with another kid and give someone something a little more. But then, like fifth grade, like someone gave someone Skittles this is like fifth grade. I take Skittles. Yeah, eighth I'd grade. Take Skittles though. now. <laughs> I take Skittles. Yeah, I know. I would take Skittles right now. <laughs> twenty dollars. Give me those Skittles. <laughs> Um, or Jim Carrey. So anyway, in <laughs> in the movie The Cable Guy, uh, the cable guy is now posing as the bathroom attendant. Um, the the date Owen Wilson walks in and basically just gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he's big get, time. He's getting swirlies and I, I I Mike the fact that you're like this scene is only okay Jim Carrey is amazing in this. I don't remember all the, like the words he's saying. I didn't write like all the dialogue, but Owen Wilson goes to a urinal and Jim Carrey, like kind of snakes his way over and starts asking these like ludicrous questions. And then he's like, ha ha ha. Like, ah, like laughing at his own jokes. Like you could see this dude is like unhinged. And then (laughs) Owen Wilson, like basically almost mid P is like, you've got to be kidding me. And goes to a stall and then Jim Carrey is immediately behind him. Like he went under and then just pops up like a ninja and then beats <laughs> that the was holy, that was hilarious. Yeah. yeah, beats the holy hell out of him, powder to the face, dousing him with cologne, punching him around, then leans in and just Jim Carrey is very physical, uh, like as an actor. Um yeah. you see it like always in, you know, Ace Ventura, the Grinch, things like this. But this, he just leans in like he's demonic. Like I almost feel like I could see this drawn in a graphic novel, like his nose pointed, his claws out, and he leans into Owen Wilson. He's like, 
I got a tip for you. It was like, no need for a tip, but I got a tip for you. Stay away from Robin. She's taken. And then Lamar, what's he singing? <laughs> God damn, what is he singing? It's time. Salt peanuts. Salt, <laughs> salt, salt, salt peanuts. Salt, salt peanuts. Salt peanuts. I made salt that peanuts. comment. Like I've seen this movie several times, and I didn't even make that. He even says it when he's beating his ass. Like, <laughs> wow, this salt peanuts playing in the bag. It's a great song. Yeah, and then yeah. we then see in the news that there was a bathroom beating, and there's only a, <laughs> a sketch from a sketch artist uh, of this man on the lookout, which looks like Freddie Mercury. I know it's from, but I love that Steven sees this on the news, and there, there's like kind of like a moment where he's like, ah, the sick world, like you see in his eyes. Then we get another favorite scene of me or uh, of mine, where it's. Uh, back on the TV, you see a made-for-TV movie that's going to come out uh, about the sweet trial. And we got to go back. We, we skipped we skip the Asian part. Yeah, yeah. like something very notable in the film. But we see Eric Roberts playing Stan and Sam Sweet. And I just love, <laughs> he's cocking that shotgun. He's like, cry, baby. You've always been such a cry, baby. I don't, I don't know why I'm laughing. It's just... Seeing Eric Roberts in this role is, and that's the, the only role that Eric Roberts plays in this movie. Always such a cry, baby. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, we previously for an update, we saw Tabitha Thorne, former VJ of MTV, uh, highlighting there was an update wow. on the Sam uh, and Stan Sweet trial. And this was truly one of my favorite moments where they play a clip of after he shot his brother, which had been proven, uh, the police or the call to 911. And it was um, help. Someone broke into my house. I think it was an Asian man or is an Asian gang or something. Uh, I don't know. He looked Asian. He was speaking some kind of language. I think it was Asian. Asian. And as soon as he says that, you see him also in the court and he just puts his like head in his hands. Like, Oh my God, I'm so screwed. Um, It's, it's not, it's not great. Um, Clearly this guy's guilty. This is, you know, the Mendez trial, like almost at like OJ levels. Um, Yeah. I mean, this really happened. Mendez brothers. Mm -hmm. Look it up. Wasn't this funny though. (laughs) <laughs> didn't star ben stiller no yeah they should have <laughs> they they did remake it wasn't it like a law and order offshoot yeah i know what you're oh, talking God. about but... was it was eric roberts in it i that would be amazing if he wasn't i don't care did he call everyone a crybaby <laughs> yeah, oh cocking a shotgun always oh, such a crybaby cry baby. <laughs> um well fate okay phase two of uh the cable guy's attempts to uh, whatever make things right. He shows up at uh, Robin's house to offer her the what super deluxe rainbow package. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He gives her a sweet upgrade to that cable. Now I, what I inferred from watching this is that he was planting cameras in her house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. But I at no, so. but at no point, like whatever, this scene was confusing for me because at no point does anything come of it. Well, and so another thing, 
like at this point in in the movie when you look at like what's happened and we know what's going to take place throughout the rest of this movie did the cable guy did jim carrey's character like have the intention of doing what he's going to be doing the rest of this movie like essentially trying to replace uh steven in like a life yeah i don't i don't know i don't know i don't i don't know what his motivations were from this point forward I wonder if, like, Robin is really into TV and movies and stuff. Like, they kind of established that she likes Sleepless in Seattle or whatever. But she seemed genuinely appreciative of the thoughtfulness of the gift of upgraded cable. Yeah, I mean, she, so- <laughs> she calls him right away. It's like, oh, I love you. It's such a thoughtful gift of yeah. cable. Yeah, which is a little bizarre. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she liked it a little too much. She for did. Sure. And Jim was... or chip was making it a point that cable was like even getting it for free in the 90s back then was just like oh it's yeah it's a hundred dollars a month blood. yeah <laughs> getting it i mean that should be enough payment to get anything you want and i feel like that's how he's using it just free cable that should open the door to anything well it, it, it has been it's, it's been working from this whole time yeah. he's got cops on the take he's got hookers I assume he paid the hooker in cable. Probably. Yeah. In the oh 90s my. had a w- really weird yeah. economy structure. He later says he's just going moment to moment. Yeah. So I feel that's kind of what he's doing. That's probably... Well, and by giving, oh, I giving that, Robin the cable, I mean, she's going to get back together with Steven now. It's time. Yeah. To, I mean, it's well, time I mean... It's, well, that's just, what he thinks. Just remember, there's been other problems in the past. So what is what has his cycle been before? I mean... Has it been in the other? We don't know. Yeah, uh, truly. So has it been like, he's tried this before with other people. Other managers saw this. They didn't like it. They fired him from one cable company, then another cable company. Yeah. Well, we don't, we don't know that yet. He hasn't found that out. Um, He's just all stoked. Steven's all stoked because he thinks he's going to get back together with Robin. He blows off a Soundgarden concert with Jack Black, which was, I would have done that. Um, Yeah. You would have blown off the Soundgarden concert? No. No, I would have gone to that Soundgarden concert. I would have, gone to I, I, I would have yeah. also gone to yeah, the Soundgarden like, oh, concert. Oh, my God. I don't know any of you. Yeah, Robin, uh, I'll be by right. tomorrow. Yeah. I think it would have been, that's awesome. I'll be by tomorrow because I have plans with Rick yeah. that I've had for the last three months. Go watch a movie on that cable that I just right. bought you, and awesome. I'm, I'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to be on yeah. again tonight? Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, it's your favorite. <laughs> watch that shit again. <laughs> see it every loves, night. Everyone loves Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, watch Tales from the Crypt at that point in time. You'd be, you'd be. Oh yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah. I'd totally watch Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, I would too. I'd rather watch. (laughs) Um, Okay. I don't. I don't. My notes are just going it now. Uh, I have friend break up in the rain, so he breaks up again with with Chip again. Yeah, this is is this the third or second or third time? I don't know. It's not sticking. Well, yeah. So it's. Chip comes out of the rain. He's like, I set him up. You knock him down. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I got her cable. It's an aphrodisiac. Uh, everything's set up, you know? And he's like, I just don't have room for another friend in my life. And he's like, I don't understand. And he's like, you got to leave. And Jim Carrey kind of breaks down mentally. You could just like see like he breaks yeah. down. So now that the friendship's over, it's game on. Uh, move one is Steven goes to work and he clicks on his computer, which activates a network virus throughout his office. 
He was filmed talking to Robin and badmouthing his boss about hair plugs and how this guy's useless. Now it's being displayed on every uh, 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 screen oh, and throughout the speakers. Wait, no, that that's later. This is where he gets arrested. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or, yeah or, for the for stolen yeah, equipment. Cops storming like he's having so his sorry, big break yeah. at work. I knew it was something at work. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and the cops show up like, "Yep, you're under arrest." <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> the fucking the fucking scene with Jim Carrey when he was pretending to be the lawyer, <laughs> guys. I don't know. You don't like that the the whole titty window thing. Yeah, Midnight yeah. Express. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I get what they were going for. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a long scene. It was. Pretty... Thank thank yeah, God. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he, he gets arrested. He's uh his his dad shows up to talk to him. Who George is Seagal. George Seagal, Yeah. Yeah. A lot of you're, every, you're killing your mother. Yeah, Stephen, are you taking the pot? <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, George Seagal, I mean, RIP last year. Yeah. Uh, that was the dad and the, or the grandfather in the Goldbergs. He was someone's dad. Probably. Yeah. He was someone's father. <laughs> yes. <Collins? laughs> the father. <laughs> so he's come around. Yeah, no, it's, it's all happening. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, so the, you know, the lawyer or whatever DA is like, you know, the court's closed. We can't get you out on bail. So you have to spend the weekend, uh, in the lockup. Yeah. Um, and that sucks. Yeah. But it would. He goes to talk to what I, I think he thinks is going to be a lawyer, his lawyer, but it ends up being Jim Carrey in a suit. Yep. And he does the midnight express <laughs> titty window. Yep. Yeah. I think that scene just goes to show that Jim Carrey or Chip was one step ahead of him the whole way. Mm-hmm. He's calling the cops, but or a lawyer instead. Chip just intercepted him. Yeah. Well, and even Steven's time. like, hey, like this is the guy that's fucking with me. And Chip looks right at the, the prison guard and he's like, how's that premium cable? He's like, you know it. Yeah. Everybody's on the take. Shut it down. Yeah. Gave that guy a sports package. Yeah. <laughs> the whole, you look at the red zone or something. Um, the NFL red zone. Yeah. Well, he does get out of prison, I guess. Well, not, I guess he does. We yeah. see it. Yeah. He's out. On uh, so he's released on bail. He's released I think his on father bail. bailed him out. That, that makes sense on Monday. And this is where he goes up to Rick. He's like, Hey man, I need some help. Rick's like, dude, you've been blowing me off. I, I do like this. He's like, Rick, I'm out on bail. He's like, okay, I have this friend in research. I'm a, is Rick Jack black. It is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm going to do some, I'm going to contact this guy in research and maybe he could help you like track this down. Just tell me what you know. And then later, I mean, he gets back to him pretty quickly. Yeah. But, but in the meantime, he goes, Steven goes to his parents' house. He's trying to make up things with Robin. Uh, this is kind of bizarre for me. This is where I feel the reality breaks a little bit. So yeah, Jim Carrey's there and he's like, what is he doing here? I would have immediately gotten ape shit on, <clears throat> excuse me, on Jim Carrey. Um, right, like use your fucking words, dude. Whoa. He just plays along with. I it. know the big Mike, thing that I know, I know. The big dude, thing, the whole movie. Why doesn't he say something? Well, to the big like, thing is Jim Carrey sucks. goes. I he has that Polaroid evidence that he hooked up with Heather, and he's like, I mean, who uh, cares? Just say something. I, I like, totally get agree. This out of your I, life. I totally agree, Jeremy, because this gets amped up, up so much. If this guy's like. I'm going to blackmail you that I have this Polaroid that you hooked up with this woman. I'd be like, fine, I did this, but this dude sent me to jail. He's stalking me. Yeah. And this, like, I would just come clean with everything right here, but then said they played porno password. 
you could just you know do the same thing like he set me up with the photo it's not as bad as it seems kind of thing too right yeah exactly like the person who sent me to jail might be fucking with me right also, also like there, oh no good i would say there'd be a log that jim carrey was somehow at that prison Correct. I mean, add another name or whatever, but they record those conversations. <laughs> Someone signed in. They would have been like, Jim, James the- T. Kirk was that? Right, yeah, right, right. <laughs> exactly. And then people would have been like, what the hell? Yeah, so that's that's crazy. Also, this is the biggest thing that I thought of when I was in the room. Sorry to cut you off, Mike. It was, no, no, you're good. It was this. The father, the, the father. The who? Yeah, okay, thank you. George Seagal, <laughs> the father, was at the jail with the lawyer. And they're like, there's no one named Chip Douglas who's worked at the cable company. Now they're at Steven's house or parents' house. And I would have said to the father, this is the guy who installed my cable. Holy crap. Get the lawyer. Get everyone Mm -hmm. right now. Dad, this is the guy we can't find. Even if I was being blackmailed with what that guy has. Who cares? Like, it's not as bad. Yeah. I mean that that was basically what I was about to bring up. Like the father, the yeah, he's he's there and he's being a big fucking weirdo, and everyone's like, "No, this guy's great. Let's all hang out with him." I would have removed <laughs> this person from my house immediately. Yes, if for no other reason than the cardigan he was wearing. Would you have told the father? I would have told the. Mm-hmm. You didn't like his blue cardigan. I did not. Yeah, I didn't care. It was for too it. baby blue for me. Yeah, not even was baby it blue enough. Robin's egg blue. Ooh, nice. Z- yeah, was it? I don't know. Paul, are you afraid to say clitoris in front of your mother? (laughs) No. There you go. Are we all going to play porn (laughs) password with one another? Yeah. (laughs) That can be the game that we play during our next special RTS episode. Fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, this escalates quickly. They play a game of password where each of them are saying pornographic things to one another. In a way, it's a lot of fun. Um, the family is being a bunch of goofballs. We noted uh, David Cross was working over at Stephen's office. Well, Bob Odenkirk is Stephen's brother. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have all of Mr. Show pretty much showing up it for would this. would be cool if they had given him any line. I said, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, the game of porno password escalates very quickly. Stephen freaks out punches chip um or whatever who whatever name he is now um and then uh jim carrey turns this on everyone or on him by telling everyone hey we knew this was gonna happen you know this guy's gonna freak out uh you know this he's projecting this on me uh leslie man calls steven an asshole steven is like i'm apparently in the wrong in all of this and that's the end of that night yeah it's a lame party. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now th- this is where uh, the the video yeah, evidence, hair plugs. the hair plug video gets uh, circulated yeah. at work. Yeah. He comes in and there's a different screensaver on his shitty nineties computer. Um, and yeah, the video, it, it was clearly recorded when he, when he and Leslie Mann were having the conversation about how big of a wang his boss is. And it's on all the computers, and he gets fired. Yeah, we see David Cross one last time. Like, oh, you're so, in so much trouble, bro. Um, Again, another person who they could have given, given a line to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did he have no lines? I mean, he probably said something, but I don't think he had a. I don't think he had dialogue he, with anybody. Yeah, he and David Cross, he can come up with some good stuff. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> he is now fired, and mm-hmm. while exiting the garage, all the cars go off. And you hear, if you build it, he will come. And then, Mike, one of my favorite things I've ever done, 
the haunting, which we can't we can't tell that story on air unless we already have. Maybe <laughs> it's only slightly. Well, J- Jeremy seems intrigued. Uh, yeah. The short end of it is we were at Lamar's apartment once and off the balcony, which is on a higher level. Uh, people were just like walking by and every now and then I would just go. But people would like noticeably say like, oh my God, what is that? Like, what's going Do you hear that? What's happening? Um, uh, at the time, we were also drinking a drink that I uh, titled Mercutio's Erection. Was it just Sprite and vodka? There was Gatorade involved okay, in that sorry. drink. How dare you? I'm sorry. Nice. <laughs> I want to sully the erection. Yeah, so Stephen's living in hell. He also goes home and has a terrible dream that night that he's being haunted by the cable guy and chasing him down endless hallways like it was Scooby-Doo. He wakes up to a phone call, and we only see the perspective of Jim Carrey, just his face in the phone. And he's like, yeah, what's going on? Saying weird stuff. Want to know? There is a spider that walks right across his face. that's so weird, dude. I want to say that scene was in the trailer, because I remember that pretty distinctly. It's haunting. It, no, it's pretty gross, yeah. I, I don't like that. And then he's highlighting that he's, you know, going to see Robin and it's all going to be okay. And, you know, he doesn't like Steven anymore in, yeah. a, in a way. But he'll make Robin like her. Yeah. And then he runs over to Robin. He does. He plays visit to Robin. And fucking somehow he convinces her to go with him to a weird satellite dish in the middle of the night. Because Robin and fucking Matthew Broderick deserve each other because they're both fucking idiots. (laughs) But but we never know what he's really saying to Robin. Just remember, like, when they were on the satellite dish together, when they were having that conversation, Stephen and the cable guy, there was a lot of insight. And then he's like, ah, I got that from, like, Phil Donahue or whatever from the day. Like, that's just his personality, dude. This guy is a complete sociopath. He blends into the situation, and he's really good, I don't know, at disarming people. And yes, maybe it's not conveyed in the movie as much, but uh, Robin clearly loves Steven, and somehow Jim Carrey's character has convinced her that something's wrong with Steven, and he also wants to help her because they're like best friends, and she's buying it. I mean, she shouldn't. No, but, yeah, but she is. No. Right. But again, who knows the side we don't see? Because there, there's like, uh, when they get to Stephen's house, or I'm sorry, when they get to Stephen's parents' house, they're like, why is he here? And they're like, oh, we discussed this over lunch. And he's like, you had lunch together? Like, what the hell? Like, we don't see that. Who right. knows what that conversation was? Well, and when he showed up to give her the, the premium rainbow... Um, that doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't. Yeah, um, I love the premium rainbow. Yeah, same. Um, when that happened, they were kind of having a, a pretty reasonable conversation. Like, you know, he he really cares about you. Like, he you know he wanted to give you this gift. Um, so, I mean, she might legitimately think that like they're better friends because you know they're only getting she's only getting his perspective. Because again, because Stephen is a fucking moron. He hasn't really talked to her about the stalker that he's developed. That's fair. Right. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? Well, Jim Carrey sweeps her away and takes her to uh, the information superhighway, says a neighbor. That's what she could remember from a conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Stephen goes to her apartment and she's not there. And the nosy neighbor's like, she left with the cable guy, which is a perfect. I also like how this, this fucking satellite dish is like 
the size of like half a football. Like this is a satellite dish that scientists use to study deep space, not fucking like beam cable television. Maybe it's doing it. Maybe it's doing it all, but yeah. I, I don't know well, if, if you're yeah. giving everyone free cable, you need a ton of bandwidth. That's true. A big ass satellite. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know. No, no one knows. Yeah, I don't know. Jim Carrey knows. Well, we get to a satellite dish and a fight ensues. Um, He's taking Robin up, um, and he's basically saying he's going moment to moment in this. He doesn't really have a plan. He does say he wants to golden eye himself off the top. This <laughs> this is at the end. This is when I noted uh, the one, the one, uh, the one kind of moment I, I felt bad for Jim Carrey. Not that I would have like it would have made sense, or I would have been friends with him. But Jim Carrey honestly just goes, I just wanted to be your friend, and I guess I screwed that up too. And I like I honestly think that was one of the few moments where you actually see who that character is, and he's not one of the TV manifestations that he put inside of himself. He just wanted a friend. Um, his whole life was screwed up. He doesn't know what real friendship is. He doesn't know what real romance is. He doesn't know what parental units are like that whole being raised by that tv screwed that that dude up i felt bad just just in that moment i know for sure i mean his life clearly sucked yeah like it wasn't his fault i think that's that's really the crime like he didn't do this if someone raised him differently he wouldn't have been this way it's really his parents fault so this is really this movie is a a deep dive into nurture versus nature right that's why i was saying like if we're just looking at cable TV right now, like in 96, holy shit, you had social media and then like it, cable TV in 96 was like, we have 40 channels. Now it's like sky's the limit. Everyone has the internet, social media, uh, media and the news are instantaneous. Like there are like studies that are endless. I mean, I really think this is like the core of the movie. Why? I like it. It's, I think, a smart movie predicting the future, but I, I don't think they would have thought it was going to be this bad this soon, which is not no, fun. No, no one knew. Well, Jim Carrey jumps right off that uh, off uh, that tower into the satellite. Uh, Broderick tries to help him, but Jim Carrey goes off and says, someone's got to kill the babysitter, which was what he said, the true meaning of his existence, and which was, his babysitter was the cable network. He's going to take it out. And as you see him fall, it slows down time. That is. And you see all these people around the world or around the United States. And it's like coming up next, we've got the verdict for the sweet trial. It's like up next verdict for the sweet trial. People are at bars. People are at home. George Seagal is making a sandwich in the kitchen. They, they all want to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, as soon this as is my favorite cameo. Oh, a tenacious Kyle, Kyle Kyle gas. gas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so as soon as they're about to announce, you know, the verdict, uh, Jim Carrey goes into the satellite and it goes out and no one sees it. And then, yeah. And Kyle Gass picks up a book and starts reading yeah. from page 75. From page 70, yeah. As, as you do. Yeah. As you do. There it is. I don't <laughs> the, need those for 70 on pages. table for three years. He started it a while ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there was a lot of good stuff on TV in the meantime, so. It was a book on how to read books. So. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> nice. And then uh, 
Yeah, and then Robin and uh, and Stephen are okay. Stephen once again says, you know, I never really caught your real name. Uh, sorry, Jim Carrey's not dead. His back is all broken up. He did not go through and impale himself on the satellite, but uh, he's all busted up. But the paramedics are there, and Matthew Broderick once again tries to ask his name, and he goes, my name's Ricardo, Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> That touched my heart, he says as he's almost coughing up blood. <laughs> and then Robin and Steven are be okay, mm-hmm. and we see the paramedic in the helicopter that's helping Jim Carrey as they fly away. And he's like, You're going to be okay, buddy. Am I really your are buddy? we buddies? And that's where you see a big smile that this guy's stalker uh, sensibilities are never going to end, and this is just who Jim Carrey is. Mm-hmm. Movie over. Mike's favorite movie to date. (laughs) Uh, Before we get into the end of it all, is this Dead Man's Curve Part Two or Oh no, Part Three? Not even near. (laughs) As as always, if you want to reach out to us, hit us up uh, Rabbit Troop Sucks Podcast at gmail dot com. If there's a movie you would like us to review, if there's a movie you've seen that seems awesome, if there's anything interesting, let us know. Uh, You could also go to rabbittroopsucks dot com where there are pictures and links to merchandise and some of the episodes stream there. As always, we are available where all podcasts stream. If you have the ability to stream podcasts, boom. If it's through your iPhone or YouTube or Amazon or Audible, all of them. Neuralink places, now. Yeah, all mm-hmm. of them. They're everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. You, you know where you're listening to us. Uh, but if you're listening to us in a goddamn web browser... Don't do that anymore. And wherever you're at, five out of five stars, friend. Yeah. Five out of five stars. Much appreciated. Yeah. Ain't that a how do you do? Mike needs his metrics. I gotta I gotta have those metrics. <laughs> and and Instagram, Facebook, uh, we're there. Uh uploading pictures and wit. Mm-hmm. Um so what did everyone think of Cable Guy? I've, I've said my feelings. I feel pretty good about it. I thought this was a smart movie. I think this is underappreciated. Um, I think Jim Carrey is good in this film. He does well. Um, I think there's a lot of good messages in this. I think Matthew Broderick is a good straight man. I enjoy this film. I've seen it many, many times, and my thoughts have not changed on it. And you could play Mortal Kombat with a friend in Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam, baby. I'll, okay, I'll go next. Okay. Um, get get this out of the way. Uh, so, Paul's assertion to me before watching this was that I, you know, I was expecting a zany Jim Carrey movie because I haven't seen this movie since it came out when I was like what fifteen or sixteen or whatever. And maybe that was true at the time. I still don't really like this movie. Um, I think it's really boring. I don't really like awkward comedy, um, and I feel like that's kind of what this is. I think everyone in this movie does a great job. I can't fault any performance. Jim Carrey's great. Um, I like other movies where he kind of plays it more straight, like Truman Show, Eternal Sunshine. Like, I think he's got the chops for it, and I think he shows it here. I just didn't care about any of the characters. Like, at no point did I ever, was I rooting for anyone or upset with anyone. It was just, everyone was just there for me. I thought this movie was really boring. That's all I got. Um, This... Uh, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, I enjoyed this movie when I first saw it and the first couple times. Mm-hmm. I have not seen this movie in maybe 10 years or so. And going back to it, it's not as good as I thought it was. It still kind of holds up, though. And uh, 
weird zany way because I like the parts where Jim Carrey is kind of being a little serious, although there's really no real serious part of Jim Carrey in his movie. Yeah. But there's a part where you can take him seriously because of his, I would say his trauma from his character. I, he grew up without a father. His TV was pretty much, it raised him. I can kind of sympathize with that a little bit. Um, and this movie came out around the same time that Jim Carrey was doing other comedy roles. I think Liar Liar came out around the same time. Ooh, I remember that being pretty bad too. Yeah. Um, but I think the Truman show came out around the same time. That was a more serious role. I could, that's where I really appreciate Jim Carrey. I love his roles where he's a little more serious. So finding him just being just off ball zany. Yeah. Truman Show um, two years later, 98. All okay. right. In, in so, the same so wheelhouse. Um, there's nothing serious about him here, but I do like the psychotic part of it. And if you want to look at the movie like that, just kind of a silly stalkerish movie, it's pretty funny. Nothing too serious to take home with this movie. Overall, well, okay. Get your laughs in. It's yeah. a Jim Carrey movie. What I laughed at all the stuff that wasn't Jim Carrey or Matthew Broderick. I love like, like the clips on TV. There were a lot of side gags that I thought were really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Colin or Jeremy, you want to jump in on that? Go ahead, Colin. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with what you guys are saying. Like, I went into this uh, trying to view it as a dark comedy. The problem is that the kind of like the over the top um, Jim Carreyness uh, kind of undermined the the real stakes and that the whole the whole piece just kind of fell flat so it ended up just being kind of boring even though there was like a lot uh there was a lot of individual pieces to enjoy um i liked it better than i remembered liking it um but i probably will forget this whole movie again in a couple years there you go you'll be back like 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 jim kata yeah (laughs) I will yeah, never I, forget Jim Carter. <laughs> no, you forgot about the the <laughs> Falcon, and that I was like, that's the gateway. Once you forgot about the, the Falcon, you're like the five it. foot tall bird. He's like, damn it, I'm gonna go back and watch that movie one day, and I'm gonna, then I'm gonna remember that Falcon. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the uh, the Cable Guy. I do. Um, what watching it again after such a long period of time, I do find like notice some of its faults maybe because I'm more mature. Like when we were watching Jim Carrey movies, it was like the Ace Ventura pet detective. Like he was hilarious. His physical comedy, his presence, like his ability to, to ad lib and add to scenes without having to follow like a script. I think like his talent is amazing, but uh, yeah, I mean, there was some very serious, like, like underlying, uh, topics that this movie involves and there are scenes in this movie where jim carrey acts serious and you really feel like for him and i love how he can bring that to it but then it kind of gets like overshadowed or underplayed by like just his comical presence which is what jim carrey is known for so i still like this movie i love jim carrey uh i i a lot of his movies I, I really enjoy uh, because of the comedy and his ability to be serious is also very, very uh, remarkable in how he can do that with 
just him being known for what he does. But there was just like, it was too mixed for me, I guess, but I still enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed like what it was trying to do. Um, but I liked it better when I was a little bit more naive, maybe than I did now watching it as an older person. If that makes sense. It does. Totally. That's fair. Yeah. Well, there you go. So what's next? Like what's next on the horizon? I know what's next. I'm excited. Event horizon. Are you excited for this? <laughs> yeah. So our our next movie that we will be covering is from 1993, Stallone Cliffhanger. Uh, but yeah, Cliffhanger in 1993, also another movie Jeremy and I have with a little experience with. There'll be some side observations that we bring up that are just haunting in this film that are just etched in my memory forever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I carry a photo of one of the scenes in this movie <laughs> on my phone Good. forever and always. Anyone have anything to say about the cable guy to save any of the cable boys and girls? There's still hope. No. Well, maybe. I just I want the rainbow package. Maybe I shouldn't have come at all. <laughs> maybe like, I want to see a remake off. of this movie Jerk called off. the Streaming Guy. You know, yeah, I was about to say the cable where he like just steals fucking people's passwords and like <laughs> shit. Yeah, just. Movies I think of the past. There's no more cable guys. Soon. Yeah. Cable's just some weirdo upgrading you to ad free and yeah. running up your credit card yeah. bill. Calling the Netflix guy or yeah. Google guy or like you hooked like me you up said. with ad free. Yes. <laughs> well, well, as always, yeah. Rabbit Troop sucks. Yeah, rabbit Troop sucks. Sure. <laughs>